0: welcome to music speaks this is the podcast that is dedicated to how music impacts people's lives for this show we have two co-hosts my name of course is sean Rancunas, and my friend over there in that small zoom box his name is hunter zagona let's check in with hunter hey hunter
1: how's it going ciao sean it's going well Sean and I believe that many people have a playlist that makes their life unique through music. We pride ourselves on building upon our musical knowledge with our featured guests, jamming to incredible music, talking about a wide variety of artists and composers, and everything in between. Here's a musical quote for today. Cambiano i suonatori, ma la musica è sempre quella. Proverbio italiano. The musicians change, but the song remains the same. Old Italian proverb.
0: Our guest today on Music Speaks is someone who I know quite well. Jennifer Conti is a fine art hybrid film wedding and portrait photographer for the romantic at heart. She sees every scene and situation as a chance to make something beautiful. She plays with soft light and artistic elements to create images that will stand the test of time. She has a wild passion for travel and adventure that she also brings to her work. Her passions stem from being both fun-loving and detail-oriented. She is an avid skier, loves a good Netflix documentary, and lives for the quiet time spent with her little family here in Connecticut. So, Hunter, how do you know the guest for today?
1: Sean, how do you know the guest for today?
0: <laughs> uh, no, we both do, we both do. Um, I need to ask
1: you, Hunter, I know who I know who she is, but for our listeners, who is Jennifer Conti? So in addition to her um, photography business, Jennifer Conti is also a high school Italian teacher whom you and I have both had the pleasure of having as our teacher. I believe we had the same class in sophomore year. Um, and then I went on to have her a second year in uh, junior year. And then when I graduated from... Undergrad, I did my master's student teaching with her for Italian education. So many, many years. So without further ado, here's Jen.
0: All right. Hello, Jen. It is so weird saying that.
2: I, just kidding.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I worked with you free. I know. and I still couldn't say it. I hope that's okay.
3: Miss, I'll call you Mr. Rimkunis then. How's okay. That? Th- that is, I, <laughs> reverse
1: roles.
0: Let's try it tonight. Let's see how it works. I love it. Um, so here we go. Let's get, let's get right into it. Um, so you've had me and you've had Hunter.
2: Yeah.
0: Out of the two of us, who do you prefer the most?
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You. Uh, uh, <laughs>
0: no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. What was I'm question kidding.
2: two? <laughs> Favorite. I don't no, know. I'm kidding. I'm tended. kidding. No. <laughs> I like to.
0: I like to use that as a as a as a leaping point because something that I, I know that we or maybe something I've always heard you say is that teachers always learn from their students.
3: Oh yes.
0: So what have you learned from your students?
3: I've learned so many things over the years about my students. Um, probably to, you no, know, remember to be patient. I think you forget developmentally how like how far you've come maybe as an adult. And so it kind of reminds you to, you know, seeing things from that perspective. I never leave school. So I'm getting older, obviously, but I never leave the building and the kids in front of me don't change while I'm changing. And so it kind of, the, the time separation thing is very interesting to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I would say patience. Patience uh, is probably the biggest thing that my, my students teach me.
0: And I want to mention, I actually didn't know this until I read your bio that you do wedding photography and film,
3: This is which I, I had
0: no idea of that. This, and maybe yeah. I remembered that. And then maybe it just left my mind because I remember you. When did you start that?
3: Yeah. I don't share too much with my students about my personal life. I try to keep some of that at bay you know which is um, normal I, I get that yeah which is a good like boundaries. boundaries are really big big to me so i give you know my students what i need to give them and you know kind of something that kept to myself but photography has always been a passion of mine always ever since i was a kid i took photography classes in the fifth grade was the earliest that i took a photography course I remember always being in love with photography. So I'm like a person with emotions. That's what we're gonna find out a lot about me tonight that I live with a big heart and big emotions. I wanna experience everything, feel everything. I feel like photography taps into that side of me too, but it was never the safe thing to do. It was always something that I didn't know if I was quite good at because I don't consider myself an artist per se. I really just enjoy the message that gets sent through photography Um, And so I always kind of put it to the side and said, no, that's, I'm not good enough or, oh, that's, that's not really for me as much as I love it. And teaching was a safe thing. It was something I was, knew I was good at, knew if I followed a prescriptive, you know, plan that I could follow through and these are the classes you need to take. And so I'm a very concrete sequential person. It's like, okay, that's, that's what I can do. So that path just kind of opened itself more to me than photography did, but photography was always nagging at me always. And so about a year and a half, two years ago, some things just kind of lined up in my life. Uh that the door opened and I I, I peeked in. <laughs> I'm waiting to open it fully and see where, <laughs> where it takes me. Yeah. So it's always been something I've loved, always been something I've practiced. I've right. had a camera since I could remember, shooting film before there was digital in a dark room in elementary school too, during one of those classes that I took. And uh, My heart has always been there, but teaching was the safe thing. That's kind of sad. And I said, I can't live my life and not have pursued that. I can't. I'm not 40 yet, but I'm close. I'm only three years away, which whatever. But I remember reading somewhere that 40 was middle age. And I said, I can't be halfway through my life and not have done the thing that I said I was going to do. I told myself I was going to do this when I got married 10 years ago, when I had seen what? wedding photography had become and how documentary it had become and how emotional it had become and I said I'm gonna I'm gonna do that and then I never did it I was too scared and you think you always have more time you know um but then you get to a point where you're 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 looking at halfway through and I can't I can't die and know that I didn't do that that will be a regret and so I couldn't have done that so I started my business yeah
0: you also mentioned that you are a hybrid um Mm -hmm. film and photographer what does that mean
3: that means that I shoot digital and film.
0: Yep.
3: Okay. Okay. Uh, I do a little bit of both because they both have great qualities about them, and so I use both in the appropriate time and in the appropriate place. Digital has, has has its great you know qualities, but there's things that it can't do. It can't replicate film and the softness of film and the actual grain that you're shooting with you know on the film emulsion. So. I use each to my benefit to create what I hope is some beautiful work.
0: So, speaking of photography, um, Hunter has a question about leaning that into your classroom. Hunter, take it away.
1: Yeah. So, um, I, I was not not there at the beginning of it, but I was there when you were starting to sort of build the business and you know getting your start. And uh, my my student teaching just sort of fortuitously lined up with that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: You were
1: there for the birth. Yes, I guess I was. Um, And uh, that was probably a a lot of stress off, right, trying to do that, because you didn't quite have to be as present at first. Or rather, later on, you didn't have to be as present. So gave you some time. Yes. Um, But my question is actually, do you think there are any skills that you utilize in both the classroom and on a photo shoot? you know, ones that maybe cross over just in the nature of the job, or do you think they're pretty separate, uh, skill sets?
3: It's a very good question. And I'm always, I've, I've explored this actually myself, like what's the underlying factor, right? Because both, I love both of them equally. And I, there's like this adventure, uh, I don't even know, like I have thought, I thought about it a lot and the, the travel seeking, right that I give to my students, this, this desire to keep exploring and keep making human connection, I think is what ties the two together. Mm-hmm. That's what's in me that I see as the root of both of these things. And I try to give that to my students. And I try to convey that through my photography too, is that we're all here to be valued, loved and respected. And we can do that by learning about other cultures. And we can do that through portraying our emotions in our photography and capturing moments for people you know, to see those connections you know like the making the intangible tangible I see as my job as a photographer and then showing my students how to connect with other people I think that's the underlying factor because I've thought about this before I think it's all about human connection in both of them especially teaching a language so maybe not teaching per se but maybe the the culture side of the job that I do but teaching does that too like our job isn't a normal job as teachers Mm -hmm. you know you can't think of like product and output and all the other things that you see in other professions where you lose your job if you're not performing at a certain level and you're not meeting quotas like our job just isn't like that we we're raising humans we're you know shaping them and guiding them into you know the people that we want them to be and the people that they know they can be too so I guess both yeah I guess both sides of it too
1: yeah. And it, fortuitously, you also mentioned, you mentioned value and, and, you know, showing that too. And that actually is a perfect segue into Sean's next question, which has, which has to deal with that very, uh, ideal.
0: Yeah. Sure. So my next question is actually about a memory that I had, um, in high school, which, which again, feels like, I don't know, it's
1: uh, so long ago.
2: Another um, word.
1: Yeah, <laughs> we had class together nine years ago yeah that's what i
2: yeah
1: i counted
0: you know i was gonna i was gonna tell you this we um it's i've had you i had you for my freshman year and my sophomore year unfortunately not for my c- junior and uh, senior year but so a memory that i have from high school is that um you bringing uh, my classmates and yourself to the auditorium to hear me and a bunch of other brass players play christmas music
3: oh yeah
0: yeah and the funny memory about that was like when are you gonna play so i can get these kids back to class and the (laughs) the aspect of that early as an early musician looking back at that now because right now i'm i'm like on my first year of my dma so thinking about that now, like, is such a, like, a big step as a young musician.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, now, looking back at your own career as a teacher, did you ever have a moment where you had that sort of sense of validation earlier, uh, early on in your career?
3: It was, I mean, the first memory that comes to my mind where I knew, like, I don't know if this maybe answers your question, but my mind goes right to this moment as a teacher when I took my students to Italy first in 2000 and. 13 and maybe it was only two or three years into my teaching I want to say because I started in 2008 or 9 and we took the kids in 2013 we've been planning for a couple of years already and taking my students to Italy and seeing myself in their shoes maybe 10 years before that or however whatever the time works out to be was so validating for me and so full circle for me and that someone took a chance on me 10 years ago and took me to this spot. Now I get to take these kids to this spot was a moment where I knew I was doing the right thing. I knew that I was passing on a legacy to these kids that they in the future could look back on and then reflect and enjoy. So it felt like a circle, a circle going backwards and a circle going forward. So I think I know exactly what you're talking about and feeling the appreciation for the people before me, the teacher that had done that for me, who had organized that trip for me, who had given me that memory. And at 16, you don't know what you're experiencing until you know you become a parent, as they say, or you become a teacher, like you say, and to see all all of the energy and love that goes into something that someone does for you like that. That was that was very validating, very, yeah. As a young person becoming an older person, seeing the val- seeing the value in it. Yeah, was was awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that I'm a part of a moment for you like that. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> Because you don't realize the little things that you do as a teacher yeah. that later on were impactful. In the moment, yeah. you just hope somebody's listening, and yeah. you're guided by your your why. Like this, all the hows will figure themselves out. Here's my, my why, and I'm gonna keep working towards that. You know, I want yeah. my kids to respect each other, to learn how to treat each other. You know. I'll figure all of these how's how it, that day was let's go down and, and watch sean perform because we need him to know we support him you know those kind of like little decisions. just because you're on a you're on a track <laughs> sometimes <laughs> you know, it's a racetrack and sometimes it's a racetrack that's true <laughs> <laughs> oh, i was gonna mention
2: i, I yeah.
0: was gonna yeah i was gonna mention to you um this time 10 years ago mm-hmm. um my first period class was with you Period, period
2: one. Period one.
3: Period one. <laughs> this that, I remember that year, and I remember it being frustrating for me. That was a very big class, and yeah. I remember coming in with stuff, and I believe it was in Mrs. Colon's room. I remember it just being very hectic in the morning, and so it was in that then,
0: side hallway too, right?
3: I've yeah, that's where their rooms about are. About right. myself since then, and now I tell my my, my hard and fast rules with my students now are. Like when Ms. New York comes in in the morning, I need 10 minutes until anybody can talk to me <laughs> I've to down. I've got to get myself centered and then I can address you know the needs of the class. I've learned a lot about my boundaries over the years as a teacher. I was a young teacher when I had you guys. Yeah, you were. A lot of yeah. lessons along the way. Um, hmm. the period Thank God time, we had
1: first period off.
3: It's difficult for me. So yes, that was, yeah, exactly. So that was a blessing. I've only had that one year. <laughs> <laughs> but ever since then, I know that your class has made that a priority for me. <laughs> <laughs> just
1: period An more. interesting me concept. Um,
0: Hunter, tell me what you guys. want to talk about. I know you want yeah, to talk about some space. teaching stuff, so I will give you the floor.
1: Yeah, no, just something that, you know, before, because you mentioned about how when your kids, um, you know, when you're 16, 17, you know, really you're thinking about going to college. You don't really know what you're going for. Um Did you have any interest, you know, and then later you figure out sort of where you you belong, but before you knew you wanted to go for teaching Italian, you know, maybe when you were still in high school, was there anything you thought maybe, I I could do that.
3: I missed part of the question because I think it cut out. I think you asked me, was there anything else that I thought that I could do?
1: Yes, that's exactly. No. No?
3: I am very black and white. I was mm-hmm. in my high school classroom and I watched my teacher teach Italian. And I was like, I'm going to do that. I can do that. I'm going to do that. That's what I want to do. And mm-hmm. that was it. That's it. That's it. I don't stop. I get on something. I'm a taskmaster and I get it done. And then when I mm-hmm. signed my contract, I broke down and started crying when oh. she gave me the contract. Cause it felt like all that weight was like, okay, it's over. I can breathe, you know, my determination and my, you know, like dedication to this goal, fortitude I had fortitude had finally been been realized, and you know I had some personal struggles along the way too, and all of that kind of just I exhaled mm-hmm. and really and it released, and then I felt like I finally had the time to explore other parts of me. Mm-hmm. I get very one track. I'm just that's just who I am, black and white. Stay the course, finish the task. Mm-hmm. So there was never anything once once I set my mind to it no no I'm a taskmaster. master no <laughs> <laughs> all right I was just curious I, I mean I dreamed as I was traveling that I would be a, a tour guide in Italy I remember mm-hmm. that popping up like oh I'd love to do that one day and as I got married oh I'd love to do that one day and I think these are all things you save for a retirement most people <laughs> you retire, <laughs> you're, you're right all the things you dreamed about doing um, but I can't let that happen with photography. I'll be too old. Nobody's going right. to a 65 year old wedding. <laughs>
1: well, you're I a long way know. off from that. Luckily.
3: Oh yeah. Right. But there are some names you got to make your name first because there are some 50 somethings out there doing very, very mm-hmm. well, but they've been doing it for a decade at least now. So I, there's hope for right. me. If I can establish my business now, I'll be fine when I'm 50. <laughs> exactly. That's
1: um, cool. and then that's, that's then a good, cause you are, you mentioned it you know, you, you get older, you know, you're in a career, you get married, you have, now you have a kid. Thank and how has, you know, I knew you, Sean and I knew you pre-motherhood mm-hmm. and then you and I worked together post-birthing. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, you know, I've seen you in both environments. Yes. How do you think being a mother has affected both of your career paths? Oh my gosh. And I realize that's a very broad, open-ended question.
3: That's a big question, yeah. Um, I don't have the time that other people have, so mm-hmm. or or people who choose not to have children have, or who people who don't have children have, I guess. Especially because she's so young, right? There's this yeah. time frame where they need you, and rightfully so, you know. I'm her mother, um, so I feel the time that I do have is maximized. I can lesson plan. The crap out of a lesson in 15 minutes. I had mm-hmm. 10 minutes this morning to come up with like a pre-write worksheet. And I thought of not necessarily you, but maybe my my younger self or kids who are still in college and doing the student teaching. and I'm like, I'm thinking about, wow, this is pretty impressive in 10 minutes, I can come up with a pretty well- designed with backward design thinking and stru- scaffold and structure. Blah, blah, blah blah, all these things that just come automatic for me now that someone else, I remember in college this would probably be like hours worth of work and a week long of processing and analyzing and looking at it with my professor and planning you know um, I'm able to do things so quickly and because I'm a mom my time with my daughter matters so much from from when I get home till eight o'clock eight thirty at night it's mom right. mom on and then when she goes to bed I've got two hours like what am I gonna get done
1: <laughs> and then scared,
3: and then crash oh crash and burn absolutely so it makes me more productive it makes me more excited about the work that i have to do because i almost like look forward to it like okay what's my eight to ten gonna look like tonight what am i gonna get done and i pick the things that i really want to work on and things that would waste my time or bring me down i don't really have the time to do so you know i don't i don't end up doing those things i don't know it's just uh, being a mom makes you more productive <laughs> yeah um and it puts things in perspective like things don't matter you know Mm -hmm. my daughter and raising her and passing on my legacy and giving her what i've got and and making shaping this human being you know and watching her develop and molding her that's my life's work like that is my life and all this other stuff is like yeah you know what that's not a big deal so if that (laughs) doesn't get done tonight it doesn't get done tonight everything in perspective everything in comparison, fails. And so I can't do anything wrong if I'm doing that right. And Mm -hmm. that makes me feel good about the work that I do because I know that it's going to be my best because, like I said, I've got minimal time, so I'm only working on the things that matter. And at the end of the day, I'm doing good at the thing that counts in the end. Yeah. So, And that makes me proud. So I've never been more proud. I've never been more productive. I've never been more fulfilled. And I love balancing both. I could never be a stay-at-home mom.
1: Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's some people, they just, they don't, I mean, if, you know, they have other priorities or, you know, they don't have that same sentiment. And, you know, I suppose to each their own, but, um, you know, it's nice you found that balance. Pardon
3: yeah, oh, I, did. no, I didn't know what you I'm said. I'm agreeing with you. I'm
1: agreeing oh. with you. Oh, um, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Hard. I was like, did she freeze? Um, it's hard
3: to find that balance. It is. There's a lot of mom guilt out there. There's a lot mom, of moms that feel bad about having to you know, split, split up their time, whether or they're not with their kids as much. But I don't think the amount of time matters with the kid. The kid just wants, when you're there, you need to be there. Mm-hmm. You need to play with me. You need to listen to me. And I listen to my daughter. Like everything she has to say is the most important thing in the world. And I hope that she'll grow up to believe that. Because mm-hmm. that's how it feels, you know. Um, so yeah, I, I, I understand where parents are coming from, but I believe it's possible to do these two things. We teach this lesson in Italian actually. We're in this chapter right now. <laughs> you weren't What the the family? The, yeah, that you I don't, you weren't yeah, you were there when we taught it in the beginning of the year for observation. But we're doing it with my class right now is can you have can you do both? Can you have it all? You
1: know. And hopefully they I believe by the end of it the answer is yes
3: and the answer is yes yeah you just have to you have to have your house in order let's say you've got to be centered you've got to be strong and that required a lot of work before i had my daughter mm-hmm. you know self-awareness and self-development and i owe that to a lot of people in my life who helped me along my path of kind of self-discovery and self-healing we've all got stuff in our past that needs treating you know the little kid in us that didn't have a say in some of the things that happened to us um just getting yourself in a good place you've got lots to give when it's mm-hmm. time yeah that's really important
1: right yeah that makes sense yeah it is and hopefully if everyone if you can get that in order then you know you're, you're in pretty good shape to move forward and that's right. sort of all we can do is just move forward.
2: move forward
1: And on that note, speaking of moving forward, we are going to take a quick break in which uh, our listeners will hear from Democracy Works, which will remind everyone to go vote. um, Because I, you know, me personally, I don't care what you, who or what you vote for, but you have to vote. Um, And then a quick reminder that uh, this is usually Sean's job. We are on... On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And on Twitter, we are at musicspeaks underscore pod. On Instagram, we are musicspeaks underscore podcast. And on Facebook, we are Music Speaks podcast. So stay with us and we will be right back.
0: Voting isn't just going to the polls on election day anymore. Options like early voting, mail-in voting, and ballot drop boxes are available to more voters and are growing in
1: popularity. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, breaks down the options your state offers for casting a ballot, empowering you to decide when and where to vote. Democracy works
0: best when we all vote, but misinformation and confusion about election procedures have resulted in low voter turnout. How to Vote, a tool created by Democracy Works, takes the guesswork out of the voting process.
1: How to Vote is easy to use and helps folks from all over the country overcome many of the process barriers to voting.
0: Democracy Works is committed to helping you vote no matter what. Their tool, How to Vote, does just that.
1: Example of action voters can take using the How to Vote tool are sign up for election reminders, see what's on your ballot, get step-by-step assistance requesting your mail ballot, explore your options for returning your voted mail ballot, check your voter registration status, find your polling site, and make sure you have the appropriate ID.
0: So decide when and where you'll vote this year at howto.vote. Right here we go. Jen, something I know about you is that you love Coldplay.
3: I love Coldplay. Coldplay is <laughs> like the soundtrack of my life. If there's going to be a soundtrack to my life, yeah, it better be Coldplay, whoever does my biography.
0: <laughs> and I have to mention, the when you gave me your list, Mm-hmm. the The song that I thought was written was called The Scientist Yellow In My Place. And so I looked for that <laughs> song and that song did not exist, but I did find The Scientist Yellow and In My Place. So, so those we'll were the that songs up. that I was going to look for. So, so <laughs> You
3: told me 10 and that's just not going to work. So I squeezed no, no. it in on one line. Yeah. No, it's A-okay.
0: <laughs> so the first song I want to talk about is The Scientist. Oh. Um, let's really get into it right away. Um, the song has a very nice groove. I it has a very anthem-like sound to it. Um, what do you take away from this song?
3: This is a perfect way to explain Coldplay in general. It's very anthem-like. When you're at one of their concerts, you feel like a member of like <laughs> the uh, the. Uh... I don't know, the groupies, I guess. <laughs> and you sing along to everything as this big collective you know, unit that we are just like pledging our lives <laughs> to, to Coldplay. So it's like the perfect the perfect way to describe his music, their music. Um, what do I take away from that song?
0: The Scientist, yeah.
3: Everything about the, I can't, there's, there's so many songs on this list that are definitive of my life. So the scientist for me is a moment in my life when everything was falling apart, and I just I collapsed on the floor. Actually, the song like reminds me of um, when my husband left for boot camp. Actually, my current husband, and I was listening to a lot of Coldplay at the end of high school. The album uh, um, um, Parachutes came out when I in '99 or 2000, 2001, whatever. Right around when I was graduating, so. It, mm-hmm. It's High school time, and it's my you know young adult time, and my husband, you know, suddenly things that are going on. And my husband leaves for boot camp, he decides, you know, well, he doesn't just decide, but he leaves for boot camp and he drops me off. And for whatever reason, cold, I put cold play on, <laughs> and the science and the scientist was the sign that came on. And I just, it just like it just felt I fell to the floor that night when he left me. You know, he was my world, he's my everything. And you're leaving me and when you're like 19 like it's so dramatic <laughs> <laughs> 13 weeks is like you know forever um and it just feels like really powerful and uh, overwhelming and big and that song forever to me is going is going to define that part of my life where i'm like lost or i'm just lost yeah
0: right let's move on to your next song and the next song is yellow I was sort of surprised with this song too, because of the de- like the depiction. And again, <laughs> as 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 our listeners can't see, you can see our Italian teacher following along to how she feels about Coldplay right here. Um, let's let's talk about to- some serious what? dance moves.
3: We need to listen to the songs while we talk about them, <laughs> so they're playing in my head.
0: That's good. I'm glad because we would get sued by. Uh, uh, Mr. Coldplay and Mrs. Coldplay yeah, that's um, Really, <laughs> I wrote down really pretty um, yeah. What does the color yellow mean in the song?
3: I have no idea <laughs> and I think It is I, yellow I think I've researched it before and I can't remember what it said but I don't think it was anything concrete enough to stick I have no idea <laughs> But it's a dedication and it's, it's beautiful to me. It's a dedication t- to someone that you love so much, you know, like, look at the stars, look how they shine for you. You know, like, mm. I just, I give it all to you, you know, mm. and so that this for me is high school graduation and my boyfriend in high school, who's not my husband right now, <laughs> who would pick me up in his car and like, we'd sneak out because I wasn't allowed to see him <laughs> long story. And these were some of the songs that we would play in his car. And so when we graduated, I gave him actually the whole album as a graduation gift. So it's very symbolic to me in that way, like as, 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 a, as dedication to, to someone else, right. to a relationship, to a person, to love, to your dreams. I'm graduating high school, so it's like really like the future is just you know, big and open. Look at the stars, the colors shine for you and everything that you do, you know, so that's what that's what yellow means to me it's It's interesting hope and opportunity and yeah it's so interesting because
0: because the color itself can sort of be like very depicted as mustard sometimes yeah sure or when you when you think about it like but i'm so glad that you brought that up because when i think of yellow i think of the sun i think of something that just just keeps growing and builds over time you know
3: the sky it's in the sky sky. he makes reference to the sky and the stars right later so maybe there's a connection there yeah for sure yeah
0: yeah I, i i was just so interested by that song um the next song that i do want to get to is in my place um yeah and and that was so interesting and it just had this sort of like the outlook of it i i just kind of took it back because it was just so again that anthem like sort of feeling again Mm -hmm. um to sort of wrap this whole Coldplay sandwich into one sort of like (laughs) topic um what do you like about Coldplay that you really don't see in other bands ah
3: great question um poetry I Hmm. think Uh, The lyrics um, are straightforward, but still have some mystery to them, which I like a lot. I don't like very literal music. Um, I like when there's room for interpretation, when we don't always know exactly what it is. So yellow is very intriguing. (laughs) Um, That's another reason why I like Dave Matthews' band so much, too. And I love the two bands equally. But why Coldplay might be my number one band of all time is the experience when you're in concert. I love jam bands like Dave Matthews is a great jam band. I have amazing memories at his concerts, but what makes Coldplay stand out is that collectiveness and when you're in the audience, because I'm all about that human experience and, you know, uh, connecting to other people, right, through my photography, through my teaching, through my travel, and that's what happens when you're at a Coldplay concert, mm. where this one body of people experiencing this one moment together. That we know what most of the lyrics are saying, but are still wondering about the others. <laughs> <laughs> um, but but it's beautiful because that's left open to your interpretation and your situation, right? right, right A yeah. lot of people might not think of the scientist and think of their boyfriend leaving for boot camp, you know. <laughs> or in you know in my place with the struggles that I had with my parents is how I see that song. You know, there was right. so much struggle in my right. young adulthood and childhood. So that's what I love. So I don't see that in other bands.
0: I don't see that. Yeah. Something I'm fascinated and I always get floored by this, this answer is people's perceptions mm-hmm. of how they feel about music. Mm-hmm. Um, just listening to their experiences, just understanding like how they have mm-hmm. found their paths through music. Yeah. Because without music, I don't think any of us would really be here because it would sort of lead us down this path of, um, of just me not destruction but sort of an emptiness a void we wouldn't really have that outwardly expression to sort of like to to sort of like feel and to understand how we want to emote ourselves when we listen to music mm-hmm. so like today i was listening to um uh, it was a wham song i was just listening to in the car mm-hmm. just bopping along <laughs> and i was thinking about it and i was like there isn't really anything else in the world that makes you do that yeah it's so unique to just you know think about that sometimes and. Uh, i was driving home from my grandma's and i was like "Mm, mm, mm." i was like just sort of just really feeling really happy at that moment um and just i maybe had that had that mood you know so
3: i feel like it ignites all of your senses in a way that regular life doesn't (laughs) you know you've got your memory goes places your physically body goes places and then you start to remember maybe smells or you know everything i feel like everything lights up in the brain when you listen to music and it helps you process and it helps you connect everything right yeah yeah
0: it's so interesting you mentioned that again i could go on for hours but hunter hunter please
1: get into some david gray please sure so not that this is saying much but i obviously had never heard of david gray um oh. but again like i said it's me so i wouldn't take my word for it um but i did i can tell you that it was really this song that you chose be mine was released in- 2003 as part of the album "A New Day at Midnight." I don't know if that's when you heard it, but the song was surprisingly pleasant to me. You know, it's very uh, has a relaxing feel to it, despite the heavy drum backbeat. What's your connection to the song?
3: It's my wedding song.
1: Oh, there you go, <laughs> perfect.
3: So I had to put it on the list. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't want anything trendy. I didn't want to look back at my wedding and like ew at the song. I didn't want it to be a pop hit on the radio, like the Ed Sheeran "Perfect." Like so many girls are gonna regret that. <laughs> sorry, mm-hmm. sorry, I don't know. That's just me. I wanted something a little bit more meaningful, and um, but something that people would still like enjoy when they heard it. I didn't want it to be too weird that people were weirded out at the wedding, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "What is this?" There's some pictures of us dancing at our first dance. You can see some people in the background hugging uh, and holding on to their significant others and like looking really sweetly at us. So I was like, "All right, I think the song worked." Um, so it's be mine. It's be my husband. It's be my life. It's be my future. Yeah, um, it has a lot of personal meaning in there too. This song's a l- David Gray's a little bit more literal. He's more of a storyteller, I would say, mm-hmm. with his lyrics. Um, uh, but so so there's a lot of literal references in there to like what we've had to overcome to be together, um, and you know there's like some patriot. there's a, there's a whether red or blue or white, it's plain to see. So that reminds me of his military service that we had to go through all of that to be together. Mm -hmm. What could be so wrong with, with love? My parents, you know, you know, kind of had a hard time with me marrying him. Um, So how could this be wrong? There's a lyric in there that says, how could, how could something so good be so wrong? And so that felt very validating for me on my wedding day to have that in the background, like this is the right thing to do. So those lyrics mean more than anything. I'm not in love with the song itself. I have to be very honest it's not like my favorite song of all time ever. It just it 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 checked a lot of the boxes <laughs> <laughs> it <laughs> made think, the cut yeah, yeah, it just it it did it did everything that I wanted it to do, and i I love the song. It's not that mm-hmm. I love it but um that's that's how it ended up being my wedding song, yeah.
1: Oh, that's very cool. I, obviously, I didn't know that nor did I know that's why you picked it. Um, so, you know, I, when I was looking up the song, there were a lot of different versions that came up. There's like a lot of acoustic covers, even that he did of the song. Uh, when you had it at your wedding, is it the the quote unquote official version or do you prefer the acoustic
3: Yep, I, we, we did the official one, yeah. Okay,
1: you did, okay. Just because yeah. that we combined a lot of the um, like the electronic elements that were probably yeah. still popular at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know when you got married. I mean, it had to be just before I had you.
3: We got married in 2009, so the son was a little bit older by then, but not that old. But okay, so I had you
1: in 2011. So, yeah, not that far off. I got
3: married in 2010.
1: I'm oh, sorry. Oh, so literally a year before.
3: I do it all the time. We were married July 9th, 2010, so the nine always sticks out for some reason, but I always tell myself, it's easy to remember when I got married, because I got married <clears throat> on the start of 2010, the, and the decade.
1: The decade, yeah.
3: Oh, well, that's 10 convenient. Because we just celebrated 10 years in 2020.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, wow, my yeah. Music
3: is powerful, man. I listened to my wedding soundtrack for years after the wedding to relive yeah, yeah, yeah. it, because I was afraid I was going to forget it, and I didn't want to forget yeah. it. So these songs transport me there, and it's a beautiful thing.
1: Are any of the other songs that you used on this list or?
3: No, I only had 10, so I could only put, but I could put yeah.
1: more. <laughs> oh, I know. We had, one, we had one guest who was, he was like, I've narrowed it down to a hundred. I was like, you're gonna have to go a little bit farther than that. I was, he was like, oh, I know, I know. And he didn't have until like a day and a half before. And he, we had, he had known like for weeks that he was gonna do this. I was um, like, okay. I,
3: I gave you guys two days, I'm like, oh God. <laughs> I know. Sorry, no. <laughs> oh, I but you out. did it but i did do it and it was partially done before i left but then i left and then it was, was like i got to send this and i did change one song
1: out did you but
3: anyway,
1: yeah. and yeah, since so you know it's the way it goes <laughs> um <laughs> uh, and now speaking of other songs on your list one of the songs you mentioned that uh well not one of the songs one of the artists you mentioned previously sean would like to talk about
0: and that is the dave matthews band song <laughs> in question is two-step uh, yeah. A the two-step is a kind of a dance and it's really interesting that that is mentioned that way um do you think he incorporates these sort of like elements of dance within his music
3: well he dances really funny i've <laughs> <Have> never <you, have laughs> seen him on stage he, twists his ankles and just kind of like scoots around in one (laughs) spot and like lifts his leg you can't see what i'm doing but he like he dances very erratically and very jerky (laughs) i think the two-step so he has a lot of references to like people lining up and doing what they're supposed to do and in this song he references noah's ark we line up two by two and we just do what we've got to do you know Mm. And he does this in ants marching too another more popular song that most people would probably know than they when they think of Dave Matthews band. So he's got this this kind of running theme through a lot of his music um, about being like, you know, stuck in, in a rat wheel or you know, going along with the status quo and um, and kind of breaking out of that and maybe using music to do that. So I see the two step more as a as a reference like we're just we're we're, we're beating to the drum, you know, but there's got to be more to life. There's got to be more to life than that.
0: Right. And this is a dark song for him, I thought.
3: It's a little, it starts definitely like a little, uh, I can't think of the word. Edgy. Yeah, it's, it's dark. I, I can't think of the right word right now. Ominous, that's the word. Very ominous yes. in the beginning. And then it breaks free and we're celebrating life so, because it's short and it's sweet. And it's, so this is, so, so, so I think that reference maybe directly in this song starting kind of ominous right going with the, going with the way they want us to live right i don't know uh, uh
0: i've never been scared by a Dean matthew's and, band song but, before
3: do, 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 do. it's kind of scary it's like you better wake up you better wake up because life is short and sweet and you better get out there and enjoy it and so then that song explodes and the crowd explodes and you've got this moment where everybody's just like in the moment and I, for, I can't shake that. I can't shake that about music and enjoying it collectively. Some of the best moments of my life. I actually cried. I listened to every song on this list before I sent you the list, and I started crying. This was the one song that made me cry. The Scientist always makes me cry because it just makes me, I, I, I fell to my knees when I listened to that song, but this one I actually cried because I missed that time in my life and going to these concerts and experiencing that with you know, just free, happy people with no mortgage and no little person they're responsible for and, and <laughs> you can't go back and I want to go back and I want to do it again and I want to go to more I wish I went to more concerts I went to a ton. I'm probably I don't know it's not a lot I think it's a lot maybe 12 Dave Matthews Band concerts total life wow. in that five years or so I would have followed him if I could have like they did I would have followed him um so, that moment where the song explodes, just, yeah. It goes from ominous to great. Right. And I, there's so many Dave Magic songs I couldn't pick, but I picked that one because of that.
0: So, let's read some slam poetry. I like to talk about lyrics in that way. <laughs> so, if you feel so obliged to snap, clap, or just say, oh, yeah, after we read some of this poetry, feel free to do so. <laughs> So we got, say, my love, I came to you with best intention. You lay down and give me just what I'm seeking. Love, you drive me to distraction. Hey, my love, do you believe me that we might last a thousand years or more? If not for this, our flesh and blood, it ties you and me right up. Tie me down. What does that mean to you?
2: Oh, Jesus.
1: (laughs) Put on your English cap.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't ready for that. um I am going to um, get this in front of me. I need a second to process it again.
0: Sure. Uh, and as you do so, I will read again. just would you? In, in that same gusto. Well, we can talk about the first part here as same he writes. I, love.
3: I came to the And this is in the beginning. This is when right. it's following the two step. So they're dancing. I don't know. Right. Go ahead, right, yeah. read it. Let's read it again. Same sure.
0: Love. Say, my love, I came to you with best intention. You lay down and give me just what I'm seeking. Love, you drive me to distraction. Hey, my love, do you believe me that we might last a thousand years or more if not for this? Our flesh mm-hmm. and blood, it ties you and me mm-hmm. right up, ties yeah, yeah, yeah. me down.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're stuck in our bodies, right? Are you asking me mm-hmm. for my interpretation? Yes. Yeah, we're stuck in these bodies. We're stuck. We're stuck. It ties us down. Right. We can't...
0: i like the word love in this too
3: that he uses
0: the word love twice Mm -hmm. so he's referencing a relationship that he has or has had and he's thinking about it as sort of a way like he's thinking that this relationship that he has is really important and what you were saying this this moment now is really important to celebrate the love that we have
3: yep and we wish we could do it forever but we can't Right. You know, it could last forever if our flesh and blood didn't, didn't, didn't give us away, didn't, <laughs> right. you know. Car- Carp diem, um, yeah. And it's about sex. I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly. And that's <laughs> one of the great things in life too. And a lot of Dave songs are, 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 are sexually inspired, <laughs> but it's in such a beautiful way that it never feels wrong or, you know, Mm-hmm. dirty you know or inappropriate it's in the best way of enjoying another person that you can mm-hmm. to this ultimate level and we could take it even further if we didn't if if, if we didn't have a finite you know limit to it oh. obviously yeah. <laughs> That's the <opposite> of finite. <laughs> but you know what i mean like can you right. even imagine how, <laughs> like, how like how crazy we could get with ourselves if we didn't have limits you know i don't know
0: and i think in some parallel universe Mm. there is a way of thinking about that too Mm
3: -hmm.
2: yeah Yeah. i totally agree with you there
3: this is another like explosion for me you know you 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 gave me just just what i'm seeking you drive me to distraction and then imagine what it could be if, if there weren't any limits you know right that's yeah
0: I wonder what love and music have in common. Hmm.
1: Now there's a loaded question.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That's a too long before I get into for this podcast. I don't think you could separate Um I do ones want, ones. want to get could I do want to get into some Lumineers.
1: Hunter, take it away. Oh, yes. Here I am. You um,
2: rock,
1: baby. Yes. So the next one is the Lumineers, which I have heard of. This one I, this one I have heard of, although I I, again, I can't say I'm familiar with the song, but I do know it was on the 2016 album, Cleopatra. Yeah. Um, and the message appears to be a, about escape and putting it all on the line, sort of caution oh, okay. to the wind vibe. Is that something that resonates with you, which you've sort of touched upon?
3: God, yeah. Like, I just want to be free. <laughs> like the adventure side. I'm a Sagittarius, so I want to explore. I want to be free. Um, yeah, I want to uh, like, not know what's coming next. But it's all fake because I'm such a concrete person. <laughs> I can't let go of control. So I live through these songs. I could to run away. You know, And if you watch the video, they just, they run away. And it's so beautiful. Like, I love music because, like, people love books because you get to live another lifestyle. So all of these songs that you're going to see on this list, like, take me to another way of living that I just can't do because I'm too scared. Like, I'd love to travel, but I could never live in another country for probably longer than six months because I need my like structure and my what I know and my safety, right? Um, mm-hmm. I want to be this like this couple that just forgets the bank, like withdraws their bank account and just runs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's something romantic about that. It's so enticing. It's so freeing. It's, it's so
1: it incredible. is a very specific image in the song, like you just said, with the withdrawing and the the running
3: we'll figure it out later we'll sleep on the floor and but you make the most beautiful memory that way you know mm-hmm. just tell, yeah let's just disappear
1: it certainly is uh, you know i feel like a lot of pe- people they they have that desire but like you know like you said there there is something comforting about structure and about uh the the known which is very difficult to escape. I mean, it, it, it's not something anyone wants to get rid of willing. Well, okay. I, I suppose yeah. they would willingly, but unwillingly they want to they keep, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there anything else about the, about the song that, that you think uh, is powerful or speaks to you? I mean, the first thing that I thought of after the the thing about Escape was that the name of the band is Lumineers and Loom is like, you know, it, it's like light. Mm. So I don't know if there's any connection there. But anyway, what were you going to say?
3: No, I was just going to say I love the part where he says, put on your dress, yes, wear something nice. They're going to get married, you know. Mm -hmm. Decide on me, decide on us. I love that
1: part. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you who couldn't see, which is all of you, she was sighing, wistfully looking at the phone.
3: (laughs) (laughs) And the video is really
1: It is a nice song. It's not something I would have... Sorry?
3: No, and the video is just be- is beautiful too. It's well, it's a well, it's really well done, cinematically. I think.
1: Is it? I only listened to the track. I, I didn't watch the video. So it becomes uh.
3: like a story even more. Yeah. 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 Um, I fell in love with the Lumineers around when I had my daughter. So I don't know why. For, it reminds me of car rides with my daughter. The Lumineers, all of this, Ophelia and Cleopatra, and uh, nobody knows. That song is really important to me too. Um, so it's all it's 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 like music is a soundtrack to your life you know so i think of that too
1: that's sort of the idea of this podcast
3: yeah dancing with my daughter to some of these songs when she was a little baby you know Mm -hmm. um it transports you back to that moment
1: yeah Yeah, it has that has that power the ability to do it and you walk
3: it away so yeah
1: yeah, and a lot of it centers around love, which coincidentally is the name of the next song. Or no, it's not. It's not the name of the next song, but it's the concept of the song that Sean wants to talk about. Yeah,
0: go ahead, man. Sean. Following up the king of transitions over here is always so hard. Um, let's talk about Lover. Let's talk about Taylor Swift.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I I I just like how how sweet and slow this song is. It's beautiful. It just yeah. um. Do you connect closer to the song knowing that it's Taylor Swift, or do you just like the song? That's a perfect.
3: I was. Thank you. I'm just exactly where I wanted to go. I want to be Taylor Swift. Like I, she's, well, she's a little bit younger than me, maybe six years younger than me. But I feel like I grew up with her because when I was in high school, she was playing music to high for high school. Like she was writing music and producing music for high schoolers. You know, with the teardrops on my guitar. So I watched her go, and I loved her then. I watched her go from country to what she is now a pop culture icon really and so i feel like we grew up together in a way you know but not really and i just but because in a way um but i love the person that she's become i love how politically outspoken she is i love how girl you know girl power she is i love how um, you know um gay rights she is i just i love everything that she stands for and I love her music. I don't think she has a song that I don't like. And her music lately has been getting becoming more mature and um, more important. And obviously, she's got a lot of political messages. And she's using her voice. And she's good. She's a great songwriter. I watched her documentary on Netflix, watching her write music and come up with, you know, the riffs and the lyrics and how they change. just fascinated me and hearing her voice raw um, and coming up with ideas and collaborating with the people that she works with. I respect her as, a, as an artist, as a songwriter. She's always stuck true to herself and writing her own music and evolving. Like, we need, like, who, like, she was country and then she was pop and now she's, you know, whatever she is. I love that. I really believe in reinventing yourself every 10 right. years. I'm getting tired teaching. I've maxed myself out. I've gotten. I'm good at it. I've gotten really good at it. What can I do next? You know, Mm -hmm. not that I. I don't. I don't hate. I love teaching. I love it. There's parts of it. Hunter knows that change. (laughs) 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 But truthfully, I I love it. And so, but but it's time for something new. You know, I love Mm -hmm. that about it. I love that about. I think we all need to be like that and not feel like you've got to be stuck on one path your whole life and fit into a box. Right. So anyway, but this song particularly is just so beautiful. It's I want to be, I want to be that. <laughs> it's the same thing in every song. <laughs> I want to be in a relationship like that. You know.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Uh,
3: do you like? Do just, you like her?
0: Do you like her cameo in New Girl?
3: Do I like her cameo in New Girl? I don't know what you're talking about. Is that a sh- what is that a show?
0: That is a show. Mm-hmm. And I, I, was don't just... watch, I don't watch. I can't watch that show. <laughs> it's okay. I was I'm just curious. No, sorry. no, it's okay. She I'm makes a not, yeah.
2: She
0: she I'm makes an sure. appearance where um it's kind of funny. There's a moment where um she breaks up uh one of the main characters' friends' weddings. Oh. And and she's like, I'm here, take me away from this crazy world. And then they run oh. off together, which it's I think so is kind of alley. a
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> It's just it's just so funny um if you get a chance go check it out um, oh, that'd be great um, again it. let's get back to some slam yeah. poetry i don't think that we could do taylor justice without talking about her poetry and her music Absolutely. Absolutely. so let's go read some music so she writes we could leave the christmas lights up till january this is our place we make the rules and there's a dazzling haze a mysterious way about you dear have i known you 20 seconds or 20 years can i go where you go can we always be closer forever and ever so thoughts on that
3: it's 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 being so completely enamored and intertwined with someone that they consume you but i don't see this in like a desperate way because mm. some music can like i can't live without you you know And um, I need you to survive. It's just together. We just need to be together. (laughs) And I need to go where you go. And I need to be where you are because our souls need each other. I see it like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of reasons like the the sleep on the floor song, you know, we, we do what we want. We make up our own rules. There's a freedom that comes when you're like an adult and you can do whatever you want. And... You know, you can date who you want and do what you want and you can have cereal for dinner and nobody to tell you <laughs> no. So a lot of her music is coming of age. And so, yeah, she's found maybe like her first real serious boyfriend. And that's an awesome feeling. Mm. And exploring that and finding who you are through this person too, you know, is beautiful. I think that's true for her here. Um, yeah i think all of those things
0: and i think it's interesting to mention that she has had a very interesting span of career going into so many different genres of music Yeah, for sure going from country to pop and now moving into more of a um, ominous Um, dark sound
3: yeah and her new fearless album is very indie too yeah right yeah and folky i would say folksy i don't know if that's the right word right um what do do you take away from that of it's someone who
0: is, who is just so willing to try something new and to yeah, change for her sure. brand so willingly.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Keep it fresh, keep it fresh. And no one can define you. No one can put you in a box. She's committed to that, fiercely committed to that. Don't tell me who I am. Keep me out of that conversation. She made that very clear in um, Look What You Made Me Do in that song. Right. Um, like, no that you're not that's not happening and Mm -hmm. there's nothing you can do to get that girl down i love that about her that's a lesson for for life for my students for all of us like the winners don't win because necessarily they're any better than other people it's because they can take more hits and keep going and i learned that from the playbook i've been watching the playbook on Netflix, and that struck me and it it's completely true of taylor swift i mean she's been brought through the ringer and as a woman in music you are constantly Mm. constantly in the spotlight and scrutinized in ways that men aren't and so she's suffered through a lot of that too and she just keeps going and she just keeps defining herself and who she wants to be and so maybe it's very reactionary (laughs) so it's kind of like a lot and maybe it looks like extra yeah. But I love that she keeps doing it because like, right. oh, you think, okay, well talk about me now because here goes something else. <laughs> I, love <that> po- <laughs> I love that confidence about her and that power about her. I think, I think it's great. I think it's, it's the, the future, the future for the way women are going to demand to be treated. Yeah.
0: Right.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah.
0: And she demands it and she gets the respect that she and does she she's, yeah. because she's, because people know yeah. what she's yeah. trying to say is mm-hmm. what needs to be said
3: absolutely deep down you yeah. tell people how to, you, you tell people how to treat you you know you, you play the victim you're going to keep being victimized and she's right. never the victim
0: right yeah. play the role of who you think you should yeah, be rather I than playing it. the part
3: oh <laughs> well said wow perfect yeah i love her for that for that reason what she represents and yeah, Lover just happens to be on my playlist quite, quite a <laughs> bit these days. It's just beautiful. It's a beautiful song.
0: Jen, we're going to take a break. All right. Don't go anywhere. Um, I do want to mention to our listeners that we are on Spotify. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Apple Music. Please go check out our stuff. Um, Jen's going to go check out our stuff. You guys should check out our stuff, too. Yes. Um, so, we're going to take a break, and we'll be back more with uh, Jen's playlist, so stay with us. <music>
1: Okay, and we are back with the second half of the music, the music choices, the music stylings of Jennifer Conti, um, which it still kills me to say. Um, I think I actually managed to go through my whole student teaching without actually calling you by your first name. Somehow, what, you know. True. <laughs> uh, so the first song that we're gonna talk about in the second half is one far out of my wheelhouse, which as you're noticing is a theme, but it is Wow by Post Malone. And I'm fairly certain Sean gave this to me because he knows how far out of my wheelhouse it is. So, you know, that's, you know, exposure. But I have no idea any of the references in the song, nor could I even figure out how I would go about figuring out those references. So I imagine the beat is the first thing that people really like about the song. Um, and I have, believe it or not, heard the song before. Good, yes. Good. So, like I said, it's "Wow" by Post Malone. So, other than the beat, um, is that what appeals to you, or is there something else about the song that you like?
3: <laughs> well, I secretly want to be a gangster <laughs> <laughs> with, with facial God. tattoos <laughs> yes. and and whatever in my teeth, right? All that. Oh my God, you guys! I well, listen. I wanted to be like a I don't want to say gangster, but I went through like a gangster rap phase in middle school. So this part will never leave me. I thought I was oh dear. like a serious, like hardcore <laughs> gangster. I, remember, I used to listen to Tupac and like B.I.G. and Wu-Tang Clan. And I see kids running around school with Wu-Tang Clan shirts on nowadays. I'm like, what do you know about Wu-Tang Clan? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know you're getting old. Like that's how you know you're getting old. When your stuff starts to come back in style and the kids are wearing it maybe they do know about it maybe they've got google so okay
1: (laughs) as they've proven that that doesn't really help (laughs) Help them all that much
3: like i don't i like my i don't believe in either or in my life it's like both and so i've got all these parts of me that are just like screaming to come out and there's this gangster rap side of part of me but i don't think i don't know if you consider this gangster rap but Series, I used to wear baggy jeans and like oversized shirts, and part of that was just 90s, (laughs) the 90s, you know, (laughs) grunge and everything else going on because I went through an alternate, alternative rock phase too. Who am I? I don't know who I am. Maybe I'm just trying to figure myself out, guys. (laughs) Okay, and it's happening
1: slowly through this playlist.
3: It is, is. (laughs) is. (laughs) but this song, so when I work out, when I work out, when I used to run. For whatever reason, the only thing that would get me through my runs <laughs> is rap music. I feel like a bad ass if I could say bad ass on your podcast. It's like a bad. That is badass. correct. I'm yes. Running, can I? I'm running like people this.
0: now put a T for teen. <laughs> for <the project.
3: laughs> We're not doing that. Kids. No, I'm kidding. So I, am like running with. So this is running music for me. This is just like, like, look out, like, this is the like the confidence side of me that needs to come out you know and like this this fantasy about being rich you know and like success and succeed that's what i see when i see that i love to party guys i am like a fun loving person so it's like when he's talking about the the bottles get more bottles these bottles are lonely you know like let's go let's have some more fun like i, I don't mind how you know going out for good night having a good night out right yeah um and yeah, everybody, like you win the lotto, what do you do? You spend money like Post Malone, you know? And everybody wants to be successful. And this song's about success. It's about, yeah, coming up and making your dreams happen and working harder than other people. That's what this song is about. Like, you don't get anything without working hard. That's in there somewhere. I know it is. <laughs> and if not <laughs> it is
1: in your version of the song but
3: it is in my version of the song and if it's not it's in one of his other songs
1: <laughs> <laughs> so that being said are you a post malone fan in general or
3: i love all of his music Do you? yeah yeah i mean i don't follow anybody like super duper closely because i don't like like i said i don't have favorites i don't like things that you know like like define me by this this is all that i listen to this is it and i'm like obsessed with any one person um, so I don't know everything about him, but every song I've heard from him, I love. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love. I love them all. He does like the Sunflower song that it's in, like, um, the Spider Man movie. Yeah, which is really fun and cool. Yeah. And, yeah, 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 and my daughter loves that song. So his music runs the gamut, and I think it—it's it, just fun, and he doesn't take himself too seriously. But he's successful, and he worked really, really hard.
1: I was saying to Sean, he was in, because you said not taking himself too seriously, he's in that, like, uh, I think it's a beer commercial, where the people are in his head, and he's like, commence, smile, (laughs) (laughs) and they're like, whoa, take it down. Yeah,
3: yeah, 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 so this song just gets me going, this song gets turned up in the car, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, look out, everybody, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just love it, I love it, I like people thinking I'm cool, you know? (laughs)
1: <laughs> ride my, driving down,
3: blasting like, this music. in My Jeep, uh, yeah, blasting this music. Like I love when people be like, "What is that girl on?" And it'll be like six, seven in the morning. I'm driving to work. You know, I go to work early. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go, everybody. Let's have a good day. <laughs> and I'm <jamming> the <laughs> car, like, maybe cheering somebody up today. You know, like hey, yeah. What, what is she doing? Yeah, she her, like, <laughs> smoking, smoking cigarettes. and I'm like, put the cigarette down. Let's, let's dance. Let's dance. <laughs> I hate seeing that in the, in my commute in the morning. Oh, it's probably is that working for you in the morning?
1: <laughs> probably abundant.
3: Because music is feeling.
1: <laughs> That's a good way to feel good in the day. It's
3: a great way to feel good. Yep. So so, so yeah.
1: uh, speaking of a of, of an artist that you know, I feel like he just wants to blast constantly. Sean wants to talk about your next song. You got it. All right,
0: man. Here we go. Um yeah. I have to start by saying it was a really hard choice between me talking about Post Malone or me choosing Lizzo, <laughs> but Christ. Lizzo is my favorite person on the planet. Yeah, She is Touchdown. the coolest person ever. Yes. I just, I, I have to ask you this. Can you, you want to guess what song I listen to on repeat on Spotify? True or. No, no, <laughs> solid was, guess. Solid,
3: that's, solid that's, guess though. A good guess. Come on. That was a good
0: guess. That was a good guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know.
3: Do juice. my hair toss check my nails? Okay, juice. Okay, that's juice is game, my favorite song. That is a great song.
0: I love juice so you can't much.
3: Can't pick between these 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 songs. You can't. You can't.
0: Man, God. we could spend hours and hours and talk about Lizzo forever, but. Let's talk about it now. Lizzo is just so unique to Mm -hmm. her genre of music. Yeah. She's doing a lot of great things for a lot of young Black girls everywhere. Love it.
3: Yeah.
0: Which is just incredible.
3: Love
0: it. Let's talk about it. How would you define Lizzo's sound?
3: Fresh. Unapologetic. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Fierce. In your face bold brave those are great words to describe her yeah. um i tell my students this all the time too like you gotta know your 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 strengths you know because i'll be like conti that was a good lesson today i'm like yeah and they laugh at me <laughs> but i'm like guys ain't nobody gonna cheer yourself yes on. i know yeah ain't nobody gonna cheer yourself on better than yourself let's get to cheering yourself let's go you know and in right. her music she's like you could have had you could have had it right here you know i love when she talks about herself like that because right. with my students it's like you don't let them get away talking badly to each other but it's like when they say oh my god i'm so stupid why did i do that no this answer is going to be no good i'm like stop talking about yourself like that stop that self-talk is maybe more important than the way that you talk to other people and so that's got to stop and so i use her you know as a great example of that um right. And they ended up putting some of her music in their um, videos last, was it last year or the year before? I have to say, I knew about um, the, the, the Hair Toss, Check Your Nails song. I can't think of the title of it right now, sorry. Uh, before they did. So I would be like, girl, check your nails. You know, I said something like that. <laughs> and they looked at me and they, were, they didn't know what it was. And then I could tell by the end of the project, they had looked up the song, they had fell in love with the song. Mm. And at the end of all of their they daily routine videos, they played the song at the end of their daily routine as like an outro, you know? And they started dancing in the song and I was like, oh man, we're making an impact here. Yeah, we're empowering, right. we're empowering these, these, these girls, yeah. Um, I felt that way anyways. It was it was, like a mo- it was just a good moment, it was a good moment. They fell in love with the song, they fell in love with the message and they included it in their project, obviously the clean version <laughs> at, the end, <laughs> at the end. I almost lost <laughs> it, I almost fell out of my chair. I almost fell right. out of my chair when they had included she... it at the idea. Because I didn't encouraging them to like incorporate I forget exactly what it was, some of the ideas yeah. or some of the confidence or something. And they ended up putting it at the end of the videos so I was like I was floored. Yeah.
0: She so, is fearless.
3: Yeah. Right? You agree. Yeah.
0: She is amazing. Something yeah. something just to, to be said about her. She doesn't accept no for an answer. Yeah. And yeah. just like Taylor, she is who she mm-hmm. is as mm-hmm. she says she is. Which is hard yep. to come by with musicians everywhere because you want to put on who you are, mm-hmm. but Lizzo puts out who she actually is as a person.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is yep. just amazing. And which I think I love her pressure.
3: for. Oh, yeah. Right? And I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of pressure to fit into, you know, uh, you know the, the music industry standards of what you're supposed to sound like. And if other, you know, people especially are writing your music and they're telling you how to dress and the image and you need to lose weight. <laughs> I mean, mm. come on. And I still see it this so on in a in, a, in a in an Instagram story of a really popular photographer who like she wished bad on someone if someone had broken into her car and she's like I hope all of your pumpkins rot early and you get fat from eating Halloween candy and I'm <laughs> like we need to stop saying that like wishing fat on people you know as if it's you know something ugly you know right yeah people are dealing with stuff with you know with their weight and everything like that and. And so we we just can't talk like that anymore.
0: And especially with this song, she doesn't pull any punches. She says, this is who I am. Accept me for who I am. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And too bad for you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you lost me. I love that part. It's like not playing the victim again. Like, you lost out. Like, I'm not going to sit here and cry over you.
0: Right, yeah. She's kicking asses and taking names. Taking
3: names. Perfect. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect.
1: Right. Okay. All right, Hunter, you want to talk about Drive? Sure. So this one sort of stood out to me as like the oddball on the list. And it believe it or not, I actually really liked the song. Um, um, And it was from 1984, for those who don't know it. um, And it's uh, Drive by the Car, or no, The Cars by Drive, or I always forget which way around it is. Drive by um, the Cars. Right, Drive by the Cars. Um, and this is about as 80s sounding, 80s sounding as it gets, like yes. it is the stereotypical yes. sound of the 80s. Yes. Um, yes. From, a form, from a more music, like techni- technically musical aspect, the chord changes are very subtle. There's nothing really jumpy. It's not your typical like four or five one chord. Um, has that very dark minor sound that was common with the 80s and it really like oozes nostalgia. Yeah. Where did you first hear it?
3: You said everything that I could have said. I don't want to say anything else. I don't know because I was very young. And so I wanted to include a song from like, I'm thinking about music. I'm thinking about my life. I'm thinking about music that matters to me, stories. And I'm like, I can't leave out these songs that are just floating around in my head. I don't know. Cause I was young. I was born in 83. Mm-hmm. And when did the song come out? Did you look at 84. it? 84. Yeah, exactly. So it's part of my, it, they're just part of me. Mm-hmm. Just in me, you know? I absorbed them by being in the car with my aunt like I have memories of some of these 80s songs and being in the car with my aunt or my parents owned a um a bedding store all through the 80s and into the 90s and we would spend a lot of time in the bedding store and they would have this kind of 80s soft rock (laughs) on Mm -hmm. in the store and I think it (laughs) was just ambient Oh my god, so it just got absorbed into my skin, and so it's like part of me, and so I had to include one of these songs, so it isn't particularly this song that stands out to me, it's just that whole sound of that whole um, it was sad. It was like, I was, on, I was watching TV at an oddball time the other day, maybe it was a Sunday afternoon, maybe it was a Saturday night, like two in the morning, I can't remember, but one of these commercials was on for one of these CD compilations, you know, like, mm-hmm. get this perfect compilation, <laughs> <laughs> your favorite 80s song rock Hits don't need an ipad we've done all the work for you you know and every song that they played was just like oh my god oh my god oh my god like just i remember that song and i I know that song and i don't know how i know that song And i'm way too young to appreciate that song but i like that song Mm -hmm. and that's what this song does for me and this one for some reason just always stuck with me as a kid as like the essence of like 80s like rock romance soft rock you know this like very dramatic mm-hmm. like I, mean, I don't know if it was like really dramatic in the 80s maybe you know like they looked at the camera you know <laughs> and they were doing the music videos you know the head bop and all of that so yeah um, phil collins like all this all this music just takes me back and just it's in my core yeah and i love this song i love this song has I the love this song
1: has the song ever popped up somewhere like in recent years where you're like, you were surprised that you're like, Oh my God.
3: <laughs> Not in particular that I could know this music just always is. It's just it's always, just always there
1: playing on repeat in your head.
3: Yeah. In my head. And yeah, I can't, I can't remember this has any time recently where, where it popped up, but it'll be in a movie or it'll be, you know, in a commercial who knows. Yeah.
1: It's so funny that you, it's so funny that you said exactly what you said, where you, you know, it's, it's there from your childhood. You don't really know why or when or how, but it was there. And when I was on Sean's podcast before I was one of the, before I was the co-host, I think I was like his second person or something. And um, was it, yeah, was it two? Okay. So it was number two. And I remember one of the songs that I picked was Hello Dolly. Which is obviously, you know, it came out in the, it came out in the 60s, long before, long before my time. So it was not even like a song coming out in my childhood. But it was a song that was in my household. Because right. um, I, I explained in a previous podcast, my great grandmother's name was Dolly. So they always played the song at weddings, um, because people would go dance with her. And then, you know, it was nice. Um, but it was always in the house. At some point, I have no recollection of when I first heard it. It's just always been there. And it's funny that you describe this song as that same like that. exact kind of thing where you're like, yeah. I don't know where I first heard it, yeah. but the song comes on and I know it. Yeah. And it just, it has that sense of years ago for you.
3: It's crazy, yeah. It I is. Mean, I wasn't driving anybody home in the 80s. I wasn't in love no. with anybody in the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I, like, we're human. And so you can feel the song before you can understand the song. Right. And that's kind of cool about music because if, I, I think mm-hmm. in my under, in my, in my graduate work, studying the brain, men and women hear music differently.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Women listen for lyrics and men hear the beat, you know? I, okay, that, that makes, that, yeah. That I remember, yeah. And so my husband, I'm like, why do you like this song? Every time he says, I don't know, I like the beat. And I think of my, my, my undergrad work and I'm like, oh my God, it's true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the research is 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 true so uh, science before you have the words you know that you need you connect to the to the the beat
1: to the beat right it's more it's a primal thing and what else was funny was you said where it was like you were young when it came out so it was like you didn't appreciate the song as much when you're little i was reading the the list because gabby was here when sean sent me the list of uh what songs you were going to be doing and I was reading the list off and Gabby was like, oh, okay, that one I recognize. And my father was sitting over there and I, I, re- I read this one and he sort of stops and he looks forward and he's like, how old is she?
3: Uh, <laughs> not old enough, but. <laughs> but
1: young and he was guys. like, that was my like teenage years.
3: Yeah, that was my baby years.
1: <laughs> right, because they had just, they had just grad- my parents had just graduated, actually would have just graduated college.
3: College probably. Yeah, in my, in my baby years, I <laughs> was a baby.
1: So you're halfway my between playlist. my parents and baby me. Playlist.
3: That's great. My 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 uh my baby playlist, the timbre—that's the sound of instruments. My daughter studies music at school.
1: Does okay. she? Yeah. So she. Yes, the, the the timbre of the the, the the.
3: Yes. There you go. I don't <laughs> know if that's the right. If I could use that word instead of beat, probably not.
1: It was, yeah. <laughs> it was a little different, but it's a
3: little
1: different. A little different, but that's okay. It's least the home. idea.
3: She comes home with these words. I love her school, as you know. Hunter. Yeah, I know you're, you're very happy
1: with what they're doing. She's, um, playing,
3: she's playing the triangle.
1: Oh yay! We always need nice triangle players.
3: Ding. <laughs> and they anyway, really have to be on point. Getting off track.
1: <laughs> that's okay though. But to get back on track, sure. On, if you want to do our, uh, what is it our second? No, our third to last song. Uh, Oh yes, that is Second correct. Um, so, Jen, you gave me another two songs
0: for to talk Imagine. about with some some Imagine Dragons, which it. is just great. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 love I again amazing. Um, I was going to mention quickly to your daughter Cora, she can practice for her Beethoven Nine debut oh. in the future <laughs> as a as the triangle member
1: because
0: <laughs> that's what my sister played. My older sister played Fantastic. that, in, 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 uh, in college, she's she had that role. As so a percussionist. she has a future future as a musician as a triangle player <laughs> she's
3: so cute take so, the picture she's adorable
0: without any further ado let's get into the song the song is called bad liar yeah. Yeah. we're talking about imagine dragons and again let's get into some slam poetry folks here we go oh, yeah. okay. oh hush my dear it's been a difficult year yeah. and terrors don't prey on innocent victims trust me darling trust me darling I've been your loveless year. I'm a man of three fears. (laughs) Let's talk about it.
3: I don't love this part because it's like, okay, terrors don't prey on innocent victims. Like I have a hard time with those lyrics. Do you want to tell me what you're thinking?
0: Sure. Yeah. I can. can, Yeah, sure. So while I was looking at it, I was sort of looking at um, right, right, right away you have, Oh, hush, my dear. It's been a difficult year of course, when you think about difficult year you put together 2020. But Mm -hmm. when you think about, oh, hush, my dear, you think about um, there is obviously something wrong that he is hiding from her. Mm -hmm. And then you're thinking about the term bad liar. Thus, in that way, you're sort of thinking about he is hiding something from her that she doesn't want to know. Yeah. An absolute truth, maybe. Or a truth that doesn't need to be said just yet. What do you think about that? Does that make any sense?
2: Um
0: or am I too theoretical for this for this <laughs> one particular song?
3: <laughs> I read I, I read the bad liar like I wish I could tell you that this is gonna work, but I can't tell you that because I'm a bad liar. So I think you're reading the bad liar more literally than I would. Well, is it mm. maybe more figuratively than I would, and I read it more literally.
2: Right, right. Yeah.
3: Um because and that's the sad like why i love this song so much because it's so deeply sad it's, to me, it's so sad like that is freaking sad is everything okay <laughs> i'm working on it
0: not quite
3: <laughs> no because no um and the video is very interesting for this song too but i i guess you guys don't watch videos <laughs> so i'm like well, I'm still wondering well, how, the, how the video did you say that guys.
0: correctly did we say videos? Is that what you yeah, said?
3: We, we, we the <laughs> okay. No. I get my I get my music from YouTube, so let's just say that I watch all okay, my, okay. I listen to all my music on YouTube, so I happen to see the videos. And the video is very interesting. Um, it, it's it's falling apart, like the relationship's falling apart. Right. And I wish I I wish I wish like we could fix this.
2: Right. And I wish I
3: could tell you I could I could be better, or we could make this better. But I'm a bad liar, so I can't tell you that. <laughs> That's right. just. That's just profoundly sad to me. Like giving, not giving up, but like there's always hope, right? There's always hope, but there isn't. (laughs) There isn't. (laughs) There's no hope. There's no hope. That was that was perfect, Hunter. That
0: was so dark.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's just so terrible. Like usually it's like, you know, like a little bit more lighter, but it's like, yeah, no, no.
0: I don't think I've ever seen laughter and crying in the same Zoom video before.
3: (laughs) That's me. That's totally (laughs) me. But terrors don't prey on innocent victims. Yeah. Those lyrics. When
0: when you think of terrors don't prey on innocent victims is he lying again i don't know
3: if i believe that i don't know if i believe that right in my personal life like i don't know if i believe that like things happen to people that they don't you know that they don't deserve and so he's making it to me sound like you get you deserve what you what what you're getting and so i don't know what to make of that right um but it sounds like it's been a difficult year it's been a loveless year
0: right
3: meaning this has been going on for a while and it's just time to let it go
0: Mm. Well said. Uh, yeah, I think that's great. Yeah, let's talk about your next song with Imagine Dragons, and that one is called "Next that's to same. Me." Yeah,
3: yeah. My
0: first question is kind of a loaded question. Uh, what is next to me, Jan?
3: Someone who stays by your side. So this this song is um, came into my life right around my ten year wedding anniversary, wow. and so I love this song for that reason. I chose right. most of these songs because they like tell stories of my life. And help define who I am. right? And that's what this one does for me. You've been Mm. with someone for such a long time. And they're still there. And that's been Mm. a theme in our marriage this whole time. Because we took, we knew each other in high school. And we took like, once we started dating, like seven years to get married. And even when we got married, I remember part of our vows even were, you see everything, you see every part, and you're still here. And mm. this song, 10 years after we got married, st- that same idea still rings true. We've always been that kind of couple that through thick, through thin, through it all, we see each other, all of our flaws, all of our all of our stuff, all of our baggage. Mm. We've grown up together, Joe and I. Um, mm. And you're still there next to me. So "Magic Dragons to me is very, very literal. And so these, that's how I read it.
0: Something that I really enjoyed oh, about this song as as a musician was the two versus the three the three fill in the song because you have a one, two, uh, mm-hmm. one, two, one, two, but but the vocals are like one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, which had a very, very has a very nice juxtaposition to the Is song. Is that a himiola? No, 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 no. Like it it, it it's it's pairing two over three. Hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah. It's like when you clap, like one, two, one, two, one, two, three, one, two, three, one. It's like yeah, isn't like, that a hemiola? No, 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 because <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to make this into a music theory lesson, but hemiola being that it's sort of um, wait, off the beat or not like. Okay, Hunter, you are correct. That is a hemiola. <laughs> um, oh so okay. I'm so bad at this. Um, that's so the that, that... that, that Dr. Rimkunis. Of... I tip up my hat to you, sir. Um, in that, and as in my mind, that, I, we, we talked about that. You said like men fall into groove and I mm. totally vibe with this groove. Oh,
3: yeah. um,
0: what do you like about the song?
3: the vulnerability of it he's mm. he's he's he he understands his weaknesses right and he doesn't think he deserves her or his love right. and accepts that and knows that he, he, he's broken and he's you know raw and not the ideal of what he could be
2: right
3: but, but 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 he or she is still there and that's that's power that's a powerful testament to like the human like condition and and connection and staying together and being together and be committed to someone mm. through all the ugly stuff and seeing all of the ugly stuff you know um and you still you still want me and that's right. powerful Mm-hmm. To love someone not romantically, lust, you know, with lust because all of that fades away, you know, mm-hmm. all of it. And it even
0: if, and even if you can find someone that finds the beauty out of the ugly stuff, right, then right. you got to keep her. Yep,
3: yeah, exactly. And yeah. it takes, it, it takes, it takes work um, to, you know, maintain, as the relationship changes, you know, it changes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You've got to grow with it. Um, But he's grateful. And so I see a lot of, like, appreciation here, too. Mm. Um, And almost a thank you, like a thank you to her or him. Mm. And that's beautiful to recognize that and say it to someone, you know. Mm. Because I don't always love the, like, you know. Uh, I know I don't. I, I hate those like those, those Valentine's cards and things that are like, I know that I don't tell you I love you <sighs> enough, you know. But it's like, that's right. pretty pathetic. <laughs> but this guy, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, to me, that's very that's, that's pathetic. Like, right. our relationship sucks, so here's a card, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's pathetic. This is, Um, I've lost my train of thought. He's, he's, oh, I've lost my train of thought. He was, he's broken. Right. Um he knows he knows it.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, Again, similar it to the other song, right? It. Yeah. In that yeah. same way. Like he he wants to keep it going.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm. Does he yeah.
0: does he feel like he can?
3: But you I know? hope to be worth it. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, anyway. well, Jen, I want to mention to you that this is my last song and probably Yay. my last time to talk to you. Uh oh. maybe a little bit at the end but I do want to thank you for your playlist and Hunter has the last song but I do want to say thank you for being All here right. thank you for giving us a an eye-opening experience into how you perceive music, music and how yeah. you wanted to t- talk about it today so thank you for that I'm going to lead it over to Hunter who thank Hunter you. is going to close it out with some Tim McGraw Oh,
3: my Tim McGraw. Yes, yes and you. then
1: Sean will return when we when we uh Truly, quiz him on trivia um, and watch his eyes go wide in terror, even though he will probably know all the answers. Um, all right. So your last song was Tim McGraw's Humble and Kind, yeah. which was released in 2016 and was actually the CMA winning song of the year. Look at that. Yeah, so clearly other people liked it too. (laughs)
3: Uh,
1: It seems like a model you would live by, right? Humble and kind seems like something that you would, um, you you try to embody. Um, You know, country is a rough genre, has a very polarizing effect on people. And I'm just curious where you fall on the spectrum because this is more new, what I would consider like new country. Um, But still. (laughs) So what speaks to you about the song? How do you feel about country music? (laughs) Well,
3: buy you're, you're,
1: yeah. this song, all those you're, questions. You're Take treading, your pick.
3: You're treading very lightly <laughs> around this.: <laughs> uh, <laughs> I used to, when I was going through my uh, gangster rap phase, I used to say I love all kinds of music, just not country. Everything except country, and I know so many people like that.
1: I feel so. like that's the middle school answer. That's the definite middle school answer.
3: You're actually right, maybe it's for the age. Uh, but I fell in love with country music. I fell in love with country music uh, in my 20s around when my husband was in Iraq for some reason. There's a lot of patriotism to country music and I think that's part of the reason why it spoke to me at that time in my life um, and for all the same reasons that I've been talking about. I'm a person that just wants to experience the world through every possible situation The travel and maybe adventure person in me, the person that wants to connect to other, to humans and just, just I don't want to live anywhere for a very long time. I just want to see what it's like to live there for, for some time, you know, and that's what country did for me for a while. That was all I listened to. I've been to country concerts, some great concerts, and some fun concerts. Country music is, is great. Um, I just love like checking it out and seeing what it's all about. So I fell in love with country when my husband was away in Iraq as when he served in Iraq in 2006. There's a lot of homegrown, like good feeling, you know, mm-hmm. uh country music. And there's a lot of, like I said, patriotic music. So that's that's how I fell in love with country music. This song in particular though is a dedication to my daughter. It mm-hmm. came out in 2016. I had I had my daughter in 2016. I found out I was pregnant in 2016. I don't know how it happened, but the day and as soon as I found out I was pregnant with her. This song either came on or came to me. Or I put it on the day I found out she was pregnant to me. This is the song that I sang to her, my wish for her in her life to be a good person, how I want to raise her to be humble and kind. And that might sound cliche, but, 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 but it's true. I, I just want her to be a good person, To mm-hmm. joy wherever she goes to be a joy, wherever she goes and, and to be good. And there's like, so, there's a part in the song where he says, like, always look back. When you get to the top, don't forget to look back down and help the next person up. Uh-huh. And I want her to live by that. Like, have your success, have your success. But success is great when it's shared.
2: And so uh-huh. don't
3: strive to be, you know, better than it and best, the best, you know, better than other people and step on people on your way up. We just don't live like that. We just don't live like that. Say, please say, thank you. Help somebody out share what you've got with someone else because when you're good we're all good you know and so this is my dedication to my daughter my 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 wish and my gift for her this is to be a joy wherever she goes
1: mm-hmm. and i you know that's uh, something you said is, is i think very profound which is you know i've i've the the sentiment is one i've always shared where you know success is not a solo sport You know what I mean? It, it took a great many people to make somebody, whoever that person is successful. You didn't, despite what people want to believe you don't do it all on your own. You know, you, you work hard and you, you could be very successful and maybe it's you who gets the recognition, but you didn't get there by yourself and not recognizing the people who help you to get there, despite all the individual effort that you put in and all the self fortitude and you know, all the, uh, blood, sweat, and tears you as an individual put in. Other people are required in order to achieve that success one way or another. Um, some way,
3: direct or indirect.
1: Right, exactly, direct or indirect. So that needs to be acknowledged somehow. And I think that living by that motto, it, it's an admirable goal.
3: Um, I've, it, it's, it's I am I because we are we. I'm watching it mm-hmm. on Netflix where uh, the, the the coaching philosophy that this coach used on his team, so it's the, from the playbook, I re- highly recommend it, episode one. Umuntu is the yeah. philosophy by which he guides his team, you know? And mm-hmm. that's the that the collective nature of humanity, that I know what it is to be human because I learn from other humans. I am who I am because we are we as a team. We don't do, yeah. anything. We don't do anything by ourselves, and so I stand by that.
1: I had a college professor who, uh, he was an English professor, and uh, that was his philosophy, was yep. the
3: Ubuntu
1: yep. philosophy, and um, he lived very much by it, raised his, his adopted children by it, worked with yep. um, refugee children to teach yep. them by it, and you know he found great success with it. So I think it, it, there's definitely something to it. And uh, if you discount that, well, I mean, that seems to be a problem with you.
3: You can't hoard your success. You can't. You can't do it. You can't. You just can't. We're all better when, when, when we're better. Yeah.
1: Exactly. And that seems like a beautiful point to thank you for being a part of the we yes. that is the podcast and talking about the music that is created by the community. And before we go, I would like to have you join me in quizzing Sean, <laughs> who's I can tell thrilled.
0: I'm so excited.
1: I know, how could you not be? Um, <laughs> so, we will quickly rotate between the two of us. I'll read one, okay. you'll read two, then I'll read three, four, five, and then to six. Okay. Can right. break, Hunter, though? Yes, we could do that first. We could take a quick break. And when we come back, Sean, be prepared and scared all at the same time. <laughs> Even though this is a presidential election, there are many more candidates on the ballot besides the president. Go
0: to Ballot Ready for a nonpartisan guide to your entire ballot. From there, you can compare candidates based on stances on issues, biography, or endorsements, and then save your choices to use when you vote by mail or in the voting booth. You can even request your absentee
1: ballot or make a plan to vote early or on election day. This election matters. Make sure you have a plan to vote and vote informed.
0: This year, with changes to polling places and vote by mail laws as a result of COVID, it's more important than ever to have a plan to vote.
1: Local elected officials affect our lives every day. They decide who to prosecute, monitor the quality of our drinking water, and choose the leadership of our schools.
0: 30% of voters take the time to vote and then leave some part of their ballot blank. This is a missed opportunity to choose the leaders of our communities.
1: It's okay if you're unfamiliar with some of the more local positions. We recommend hosting a ballot party, get together with friends over Zoom, split up the research and go through your ballots together.
0: So please go to BallotReady.org and enter your address to make a plan to vote and vote informed.
1: All right, and we are back for a final segment, which we are calling Sean's Italian Terminology Music Quiz, because I couldn't think of a better name for it, so we're gonna go with it. Um, <laughs> I will, as I mentioned before the break, I will read one, Jenny will read two, and then I will read three, and so on until number six. So here we go. Sean, are you ready? I am. Let's do this. All right. This is not a musical terminology, but what is the capital of Italy?
0: Oh, that's a great question. It is. Knock, knock that right out of the park. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, okay. Don't think too hard about it okay is it is it
1: rome it is rome (laughs) (laughs) her heart sank for a moment
3: not really what were some other options that were going through your mind
0: that was the only one that came to my mind and i was so
1: worried (laughs) and he's like i can't think of another italian city
3: Well,
0: I do know one. I mean I know that my my um, <laughs> I, I know that my girlfriend's family is from Palermo, but or um,
1: Sicilia, but
3: Yes, exactly. That is nice. you know. good job. Mm-hmm. No okay. Bravo okay. 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 Two points.
1: Exactly. Now if you want to go, your turn.
3: <clears throat> All right, here we go, sir. Servim Cunis. The most <laughs> most musical terms are in Italian. That's as that great. is where music theory originated
1: mm-hmm.
3: what does the term morendo mean
0: oh that's a great one to die away
1: bravo yes Ooh. very nice morire mm-hmm, that's right morire the verb morire. to die you know what
0: it's funny about that one um i'm not sure if you guys know this but i'm I'm a huge fan of harry potter mm-hmm. and when i found out that um voldemort mm. meant um thief of death in french ah. i was so floored about that huh. and i told my, yeah, I told my teacher in middle sense. school and she's like yeah. that's so cool and i was like yeah i didn't know that yeah. um but mort. that's what yeah, it is
3: got the at the end oh, and cool. i
0: don't want to say anything else about jk rowling so Let's
1: continue. <laughs> All right. So then, numero tre. Here we have here. Um, name a notably long-lived Italian composer who saw most of the 1800s. Ooh, is there more than one? Yeah, there are two. I'll, two, I'll two, I'll accept as an answer.
0: Okay. All right. I'm gonna go with Verdi because I know that he was celebrating the time of Italy. And I guess, I guess if I'm thinking about another one, I I guess I would have to go with Puccini, because Puccini is another really big opera name at that time.
1: Yeah, so the one I was looking for was Verdi, and he, I believe, lived to be about 88 years old or so. So he yeah. wound up seeing most of the 1800s, which was very unusual for the time period. um he saw the unification he saw the chaos that ensued afterwards he saw the turn of the century because he died in 1901 I believe wow um so he was he was a quite quite the guy yeah all right
0: you know what's interesting about that if I can just say one thing with that yeah it's interesting when you think about Verdi and all these textbooks that talk about him were like Viva Verdi, because people just celebrated his name and, and the accomplishments that he made in music. And yes, they loved him for it.
1: Yeah, and on uh, top of that, his, he had an aria called, um, he had an aria called uh, or Vapensiero, uh, from the opera Nabucco, which became sort of an unofficial nat- national anthem of the country. So that's, that's, that's another true. reason why they celebrated. Right.
0: You know what's funny, I, I went to go see Aida maybe okay. about a, two years ago. Did about, they have horses? They did. And I actually have a great wow. story about that actually real quick. I know we have to uh, finish up here, but um I wanted to mention that um, I saw it and the production, because there's the Yeah, the and triumphant march. And the crazy thing is they put all these trumpeters with these really long bells on the stage, which was amazing. Oh, that's cool. It was really, really cool. They were like, maybe I think in this opera, you have like nine trumpet players. So you have like four off stage three on stage and then three on the bottom which is crazy or i guess that's eight i can't do math um what did i do it right no i didn't I, it's 10 sorry okay so it's and then with the with the horses there was this horse that came up and started doing this All the audience members are like, mm-hmm. so I'm wondering, <laughs> it was going to charge into the orchestra and rip off the heads of the people in the front row and, of course, the man's like, here we go, pulling against the horse, and he pulls him off stage. and me and my, gro- my girlfriend actually squeezed my hand, and she's like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, thinking that the horse was going to run, because the horse was like, so, okay, go <laughs> ahead. Sorry, continue with That's the That's funny. Course. I'm sorry, go ahead. It's
3: like with the Chandelier Just had, rocks. I had. Exactly. I had- exactly. <laughs> the Phantom of the Opera.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs> awesome. Okay, next question. Mm-hmm. Uno cuatro. One thing essential to Italian culture is cibo. What is cibo? What does it mean in English?
0: Oh man, I I, I guess when that came, to, I guess I have to go with my gut. Um, is that Italian for food?
3: Yes. Yes. So glad you went with your gut. <laughs>
2: Bravo.
0: I guess it's. I guess it is stored up there. Random oh, it's somewhere. It is, it is. It is.
3: It is. Yes. Everything's connected in there. Just gotta mm-hmm. get it out,
0: get it out. i have to say I want to actually ask you this. Um Hunter came on and he was talking we had, we had we were talking about a Frank Sinatra song and we were talking about pizza and the, and, and the topic of pizza came up and I love pizza. Oh, yeah. oh my goodness, I love pizza. Oh, yeah. Can I can I ask you guys what what surreal experience have you guys had with pizza? Like, I've had it,
1: like, with, like, some really great places. Surreal experience?
0: Yeah, because pizza is, like, amazing.
1: The experience of pizza is surreal.
3: There was a segment on NPR today all about pizza in Connecticut, and I'm, I'm I'm dying. My mouth is watering. They're talking about beer pairings with pizza and Caesar salad on pizza and yeah. all this all this? Any surreal experiences?
1: I, <laughs> uh, I mean obviously you can't beat like good New York pizza so yeah. I mean we went into New York and there's this like little place that we stopped at and it was um oh god where was it? It wasn't in Italy but it was um oh god I can't remember where it was it was just like a little little like tiny little place and it was just, you know, you sit there and you're like, wow, they really know what they're doing. Exactly.
3: Um, <laughs> the, first time, the first time I had pizza in Naples and on Naples. Oh yeah. You're just like, oh. When well, you don't oh. think food could get any better because you've been eating it wrong your whole life, you know? <laughs> like, oh. mm-hmm. like an olive, like you've eaten olives before. But we had olives in Italy, in Tuscany, you know, right there. wow on um, agritourism, right? What, right about, what wow. about what
0: about what about vino get better? in a, in Italy?
3: All the all the wine in Italy is good. Five dollar bottles of wine in Italy are good. I've never had a bad bottle of wine in Italy. Although I wasn't much of a connoisseur back when I was there, drinking most of the wine I was drinking <laughs> in college. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably go with, with a little bit more, you know, of a refined palate now. But uh, you can't get bad wine in Italy. All
0: right. What about Fine, what yeah. about beer though? Can I ask mm-hmm. about beer?
3: I'm not a beer drinker.
0: Oh, okay. okay.
3: No, not at all. Okay. So I'm fascinated to, to hear about beer pairings. Is Joe? It, it was really fascinating. Not really. He's just a regular Bud guy. But, yeah. Okay. Straight shooter. <laughs> 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 but just... it was fascinating to hear him talk about the hops with the, the right kind of hop. And then like a very uh, acidic beer with, a, with an arugula pizza. And I was like, he said it almost complements better than, than the way wine complements with food. I was like, this is very interesting. This was at Brewport in Bridgeport. Ah. The guy knows what he's doing down
1: there. <laughs> I hope so, because yeah. he seems to be doing well. Yeah,
3: yeah. All
1: right, numero cinque. cinque. Okay. All right. The musical term crescendo comes from the Italian verb crescere. Knowing what crescendo means in music, what do you think the verb crescere means?
0: Wow. Um... Two step process. Two step process. Let's talk about the word crescendo. The word crescendo means to grow over time and to build uh, louder over time. And I guess when you're talking about, you said, it, I'm, I'm going to totally butcher this, but you said crescere, was that it? Right, okay. crescere okay. is okay. the okay. verb that
1: the word comes from. So what do you right. think okay. it means? Okay, does
0: it mean to, I guess I'll go with my gut again. Does it mean to just grow over time?
1: Yeah, just it can be to grow, yeah, or to grow up.
3: I couldn't say to eat
1: (laughs) 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 puns that I'm. I
3: had to. I had to.
1: And the last one is yours, La Senora.
3: Okay, which instrument is la tromba?
1: The trumpet. No. there you go <laughs> see i told you you would know it and you got five out of five and that here was, you were nervous that was wow. good. very good Nice job. thank you guys for that that was amazing Jesus. you're welcome all right Jesus. i'll close out here and i will say thank you and then i'll let sean so thank you jen again it's still <laughs> pains me to say it a little but thank you for being on here um we really appreciated you coming and staying and uh, putting up with us and talking mm-hmm. about all your your faves and your, your influences.
3: Mm-hmm. So I thank you. Thank yes.
1: You. And your turn, Sean. Sure. So. Okay.
0: I I don't mean to make you cry, so I'm not going to try okay. to do so. Um, but but do when you, I had told <laughs> when I told Hunter about when you were going to come on, and he wanted to help describe what to talk about in our outro to describe our relationship with you and he said she has been the youngest inspiration for me Mm, mm, mm. and i thought that was beautiful and if i think about it i don't think i've ever had a teacher as passionate as you before so i want to thank you for that too
3: thank you guys that means everything. Thank you. I have to say, I don't keep in touch with a lot of my students. I like to keep my private life pretty private. And so it says a lot to me that I've followed you guys through all of these years and kind of seen you and you know, watched you guys grow up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Although I am still very young. So it's not like, you know, uh, uh, you're you're I'm calling you youngsters here or anything like that. In, my day. in my day. <laughs> Um, but it means a lot to have an impact like you guys have had on me and my teaching and to see how far I've come through your eyes and through your experiences has been incredible too. So I thank you guys for that. And for thinking of me is an honor and putting up with my playlist is the biggest <laughs> honor. <laughs> I know that was, was a good playlist. We loved your playlist. There, but that's, but that's mm. my jam. And you guys get that and you got you get me. And I think you guys see my big life goals in there and who I am and what I stand for. And that mm-hmm. means a lot to me. If I can spread a little bit more of my message right. to more people about acceptance right. and positivity and love yeah. and yeah, working hard and lining yourself up for success by being in the right place at the right time, because you put good energy into it. Hunter knows how much I believe in the universe. I'm happy. That makes me happy. Yeah.
0: And if I can say one last thing to inspire us all is that this really isn't the beginning. This is really the end of anything. It's really the beginning of something. You know, 2020 is as horrible as it is, you know, Mm -hmm. starting with Kobe's death, moving to you know Mm -hmm. COVID, dealing Mm -hmm. with a lot of, you know, racial injustice in this Mm -hmm. country. But we've started a conversation and we want to continue it. And that's what we want to do with this podcast going forward. That's great. So, Jen, thank you for being here.
3: Thank you guys. I wish you a lot of luck. You're doing great stuff. I love this. Yeah.
1: We'll have to have you come back if you're interested.
3: Yeah, do it again.
1: You could pick those other like thousand songs that you couldn't yeah, pick from.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make you guys laugh. <laughs> I'll throw in some uh, doozies for you. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, Jen. Awesome guys. Thank you so much. Give her Okay. Ciao.
1: Thank
0: you, Jennifer. And next time, we will sit down with Ashley Killam, who will discuss diversity, representation, and how we can build integration
1: into our programs as musicians. That's it for me. I'm Sean Mkunis. And I'm Hunter Sagona, And keep listening to What You Love.